Welcome to Student of the Game Podcast, where we help you master the fundamentals, fall in love with practice, and win at the game of life. I'm your host, Brad Knoll. Welcome to the classroom. Welcome back to another show of Student of the Game. One of my favorite students is joining us today, my daughter, Bree Knoll. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thanks for having me. All right, Student of the Game. What, is, what does Student of the Game mean to you? Student of the game is just taking everything around you and learning from it and growing and using everything as an opportunity to learn. Awesome. Uh, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Hopefully. Have you listened to these episodes yet? I have. I've listened to multiple of them. Okay. Um, we're going to do a fun, we're going to do a fun little show. So Bree is a golfer at Homestead High School. Uh, Bree, what grade are you going into? I'm going to be a junior at Homestead High School this year. So Bree, 16 years old, she's going to be a junior, and uh, we're going to talk about golf. We're going to talk about your golf season a little bit. This episode is going to be comprised of about two, three, or four segments throughout the golf season, almost like a documentary, like a podcast documentary or whatever. We're going to make this up, <laughs> and we're going to start now. So tomorrow is your very first uh, match for your junior season. We're going to have one or two uh, spots where we record in the middle of your season, and then we're going to record the end of your season, so almost a little bit like a journal here. Um, yes. But Bree, tell, tell the listeners a little bit about who you are. What, what are some things that you like to do? Who's Bree Knoll? <laughs> Bree Knoll is a golfer uh, that pretty much... That's all of it. I love hanging out with friends and doing all normal teenager stuff, but a lot of my time is golf. And then during the school year, obviously homework and trying to balance that. Are you a Swifty? Yes. Love to Swift. <laughs> uh, I don't even know what that means, but uh, I guess I guess you got to be a Swifty. Um, yes. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about you know mastering the fundamentals. We're going to talk about falling in love with practice and we're going to talk about winning at the game of life. Well, you're 16 years old. What does is, what is, uh, winning at the game of life mean to you? Do you even know yet? Winning at the game of... It's difficult because winning at the game of life can mean different things for different people. I think winning at the game of life is just like being grateful for everything you have and understanding that you're going to go through rough patches in time, but in the end, everything will work out and winning is just appreciating everything and everyone around you. That's awesome. That's a great answer. Uh, these are not pre-planned uh, questions or, <laughs> or pre-planned answers. So uh, well done. All right. So let's get into uh, a little bit. Uh, so you're 16 year old, you're going into your junior season, Homestead High School girls golf. Uh, you guys had a great year last year, didn't you? Yeah, last year going into the state finals, we were ranked 10th in the state and we finished fourth on the podium, which was a great surprise for us. We all worked really hard and uh, going into it, we were all a little bit nervous, but in the end we played played really well and we showed up and we're coming back with the same team this year. We had no seniors on varsity and so we're confident for a great year and our only goal this year is to win the state finals. Okay, timeout. So your only goal is to win the state final. So if you're a business person out there, if you're an entrepreneur, if if you're in a nine to five and you know, you're, you're struggling with goals, you don't have to have a ton of them, but Bree, you Mm -hmm. said something, you said your only goal this year is to win state. That's our only team goal. I had that. There's there's a lot of pressure on that, but you gotta, with golf, it's all mental. So you gotta take the pressure off when you're playing and just have fun with it. But that is our team's only goal this year. But individually, I have different goals to help achieve that final goal as a team. 
Awesome. Um, we'll get into some of these individual goals here in a second, but you're on Student of the Game podcast. Let's talk about mastering the fundamentals. What are, what are the fundamentals of golf? Fundamentals are just drive, chipping, and putting because you got to get pretty it off. Easy. The, <laughs> well, it sounds easy until you get on the course. It, you got to get it in the fairway or get it far and off the tee, your, your first shot, and then getting it around the around the green is most important because that's where most of your strokes are going to come from. So if you're, if you miss the green on your approach shot, you want to chip it close enough to where you can get up and down to save par or, um, two putt if you make it on the green. And those are all really important parts of the game of golf. Okay. So you've said a lot of things. We're only a couple minutes into the podcast, but you've said a couple things that are important. Um, you understand what the fundamentals of this sport that you're playing. Um, I want to, mm-hmm. I want to take it back just a little bit of how you even got into golf. Do you, do you remember like why you got into golf? I mean, you kind of started late. We've had this conversation plenty of times, but you kind of started late. Why did you get into golf? Well, I don't think I ever like just like dove into golf. Like I think I never consistently played until before freshman year started, like I didn't play in any summer tournaments besides a couple parks and rec tournaments when I was little until about freshman year of high school. And when I was little, I would just like joke around and play with you a lot. But a lot of playing golf came from you and grandpa and just seeing you guys play. And then I was like, oh, that kind of looks fun. And after having foot surgery in middle school and having to quit basketball because of that, that is what kind of pushed me towards golf. And that's what made me want to stick with it. And it's something you always say that, you know, it's something you look forward to playing the rest of your life, isn't it? Yeah. Cause golf is a game that it's not like basketball where you have to stop at a certain age because your body can't handle it anymore. There's lots of older people still playing golf and it's not as hard on your body as most sports. Just a shout out to you old people still playing golf. Uh, Bree doesn't understand what happens to your body after you get a certain age. So you, you can still play golf. You just can't play golf at the level that you once did. So uh, more about that later, Bree. Um, all right, let's get into some of your goals here because what I want to do is I want to kind of journal uh, your your progression through this. So, you know, we set a lot of goals in our family and, and all of them are, you know, on your own. Like, no, I, I could care less what you do. I, I tell, you know, for those listeners out there, it's like, wow, this dad really you know, pushes his kids hard. I don't. You know, and maybe maybe I don't push you enough sometimes. And, you know, a lot of that's because, you know, I wanted you and your sister and, and your brother to kind of be behind a little bit. Um, not like real far behind, but behind enough that if mm-hmm. you really loved it, you would have to fall in love with practice. And that's something yeah. that you've done. So tell me a little bit about, you know, falling in love with practice. You're, you're playing all the time now. The last few years, you've really understood what practice looks like. So tell the listeners what practice looks like for you. Well, falling in love with practice is super important because if you don't love to practice, then there's not much to it because you're not going to do super well in competitions if you're not fully committed and enjoying practice. I love practicing because I think it's so much fun just to go on the range and work on my swing and get better and then take what I've learned on the range and from practice and put it into play during a tournament and going out and playing just for fun and putting all those things that I worked on into play and seeing how I've grown through practice, which is why it's so important to practice and love it. One of my favorite stories about you in golf so far is just this last year, uh, this last summer, you played in a tournament and, um, and you shot 83 and you're upset. You know, you're upset with your score. And for mm-hmm. those listening, the, for those listening out here, it, falling in love with practice also means falling in love with the process. And your best score last year was an 83, wasn't it? It was at the state finals, my second round. At the state finals, 
as a sophomore, you had your best round of your life. And now this summer, you're, you're shooting 83s and you're frustrated with them because you've shot lower than that. And yeah. so people, people need to see that a, a, being a student of the game means understanding, you know, let's first start with where are you? You know, if you're going to set some goals, you got to know where you're at before you right. can put a plan to know where you're going to grow. So in the next few minutes, Bree, let's just talk about this upcoming season. We've talked about already, you know, how you are falling in love with practice, how you like tinkering with your swing. We talked about the fundamentals a little bit. But give the listeners a little little clue. You have a pretty short season. It's about 60 days long. Uh, how many matches do you guys play? Do you play like 10, 12, 15 matches? Uh, usually two to three matches a week. So I'm not exactly sure on the total number. I just know it's usually two to three a week. And your goal is on, what'd you say, on nine holes to average 38 or below? On uh, nine holes this season, I would like to average 38 or below. And I feel like that's just a good starting point for me because of my previous scores and looking at that and seeing how can I challenge myself while also keeping it reasonable. And then on uh, 18 holes? On 18 holes, I would like to average uh, below 79. And currently, I haven't broken 80 in a tournament this summer, which has been kind of frustrating for me as an athlete with all the work I've been putting in and just not reaching that point yet. And I really am trying to work hard this season to break it. And I think I can, especially playing shorter courses during the school season and just getting that. Yeah. So uh, for the listeners, Bree agreed to come on this podcast and and kind of journal her her season. And at the beginning of the season, we're going to talk about our goals and we're going to keep track. And she's going to have to come on here another time and talk about, are you ahead or are you behind your goals, aren't you? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yep. How do you, I will. how do you, I, I know you can't answer this already, but how do you deal with the pressure? You know, when you say your team, you know, uh, has all of your returning starters back, uh, all the girls are getting better and your only goal as a team is to win state. How do you, how do you Correct. handle that pressure? How do you deal with that pressure? And has your team talked about that? Uh, my team, since our season just started, we haven't had a whole lot of time to chat about it, but hopefully we can in the next couple of weeks. Personally, pressure, I, it's not that much harder for me to perform under pressure because I enjoy having pressure and I just have to remind myself to stay positive and stay mentally strong during my rounds because the problem is I'll get in my head and then it'll all fall apart on like one hole, but then I'll keep it together on the rest and it's just not, not working so far. So the pressure and just reminding yourself to stay positive works and trying to forget about all the pressure because thinking about the pressure is what's going to make it worse. So I heard a quote from a video one time. It was like, you have to play or you have to practice with so much pressure and play like there's none because mm -hmm. you have to constantly put in the work and put pressure on yourself to get better. But then when it comes to competition, you have to forget all about that pressure or else it'll mess with your head. Who are some of your favorite golfers that you like watching? My favorite golfer is Nellie Corda for female. And then the in men's Jordan Spieth. I love watching them play. Nellie Corda's swing is just incredible. And she's so still and so smooth. It's so fun to watch. You remember when we met Nellie? I do. Tell the I've, listeners how, how that happened. We went to, this, my dad and I went to the Solheim Cup. Was it freshman year? Yeah, it was just a couple hours away from us in Ohio. And we got to meet Nellie, her sister, Jessica, Lexi Thompson, Allie Ewing. Funny story. Yeah. We were standing on the 17th green and we look over and Nancy Lopez is standing right next to us. And we got to meet her, which was incredible. She's a golf icon. And 
meeting all of them was just so much fun. And that tournament is incredible. Uh, well, that was awesome. And, and I enjoy, I enjoy, you know, golf and golfing with you. I mean, not as much anymore cause you're beating me, but that's another <laughs> story. Um, I have, I have two stories. I, I want to know if you have any stories, uh, about golf. Uh, do you have, do you have any stories about golf, anything funny that's ever happened or, or fun or crazy? Well, in my first high school golf match, I had a hole in one. Listeners, <laughs> listeners, I'm going to have her say it again because she doesn't understand how hard it is to get a hole in one. Okay, say that. What did, what did you do? My freshman year of high school, my first tournament on the Homestead golf team, I had a hole in one. Okay, what was the distance and what club did you hit? 128 yards and I hit nine iron. And you made it. And I made it. Okay. Picture, parents, if you're a parent out there, picture this, okay? Bree <laughs> is the sweetest person in the world. She, did, I mean, she kind of has a little little bit of an edge to her now. She's, <laughs> she's starting to get a little overconfident and, and, you know, making fun of me. This is actually what happened. Picture this. She hits a hole in one. She's, how are you, 14 years old probably? Yeah. Yeah, I would have been 14. You're 14 years old. You hit a hole in one in front of all these parents and all these other student athletes. I remember the parent said, Bree, go get your ball out of the hole. You go and you pick up the ball. And you turn around and look at me like there's nobody else watching. <laughs> you remember, remember what you this. said to me? I said, Dad, have you ever had one? The way I heard it was, Dad, how many do you have? <laughs> Which that answer is zero, by the way. So that was that was a funny story. Uh, that was a great, that was a fantastic story. I mean, you can't uh, you can't make stuff can't like that up. That. I got another funny story. A couple of weeks ago, your sister was caddying for you. Oh my. <laughs> what happened on the part three? I missed the green on a part three and I was obviously chipping on and I asked my sister for a 58 because it would land higher and it wouldn't roll out as much. And I wanted to land it on the front because the pin is at the bottom of a hill. So I was going to land it on the fringe and it would roll down the hill. Well, I turned to Delaney and I go, Delaney, can you hand me the 58 please? And she said, sure. And then it, I know, I know what my wedges look like. So I knew she handed me a wedge. And so I didn't check the number on it. And she handed me my 50 degree. And so I landed it where I wanted to land it. And then it rolled off the green on the other side. Okay. So sister got fired from caddying, but uh, yeah, but you, you still play pretty well. All right. Um, we're going to wrap up now. Um, we're going to head into the season. Tomorrow is your very first invitational. Uh, you've got somewhere yep. between 12 to 14 events. And then we've got sectionals, regionals, and then state. And the goal of the team is to win state this year. And yeah. we're just going to journal. You know, We're going to get back on here a couple times. We're going to talk through how the season's going and, uh, and what lessons you're learning. So what else? Anything else? You want to play golf in college? I do. I really would like to play golf in college. I don't yeah. know where yet, but I would. Okay. So th these are all these are all conversations we're having at home right now. You parents out there just know that that these are challenging conversations. You know, every every parent wants their kid to get a scholarship. You know, every every student athlete, you know, if they really do want to play a sport in college, they want they want a scholarship. But the reality is, there's so much more to to, to that than than scholarships. Uh, you got to have the right mm -hmm. fit. You know, the proximity to home. Do they want to go far? Do they want to stay close? The golf coach, the program, everything. Uh, the teammates. Do they get along well? So there's a lot there's a lot to this. So um, I'm looking for advice uh, if anybody is, has been through this before and, and wants to reach out we're, we're open for suggestions on on how this uh, this process worked well for you guys but uh, this is going to be fun yeah. Bree. so good luck this season good luck to homestead high school homestead spartans women's golf team you ready so ready all right let's get over to the range and uh and have one more session before before the season starts sound good sound good
All right. We'll update everybody on how her goals are going and, and where she's at this season. And uh, hopefully you can follow along. And And at the end of it, I told her, I said, we're, we're still going to get on the podcast and we're going to talk about whether you won state or whether you lost state and all the lessons yep. that you learned. So um, I remember last year, all we talked about was you have approximately 200 golf holes until states. Every single swing, every single hole is just preparation for your main goal. Right? Right. Okay. All right, kid. Good job today. And uh, excited to tell the listeners uh, how you're progressing throughout the season. Yes, very excited. All right. All right, we're back with our second session, Bree. Welcome to the show again. Yes, we are. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, so in our first series, our first session, um, we talked about at Students of the Game Podcast, we want to master the fundamentals, fall in love with practice, and win at the game of life. And we talked about the fundamentals of golf. Remember what those are? Yes. Drive, drive chip, putt? Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's talk about your season. So what we want to do is we want to talk about your goals for the season, and we want to talk about um, kind of what you were shooting for. We then wanted to pick a backup after the season was over before we head into the postseason play. And then when the season wraps up, win or lose, no matter what, coming back and recapping yes. everything you've learned from a season. Sound good? Definitely. Yep. All right. Do you remember what your goals were for this year? Yes. I wanted to average a 79 on 18, and I wanted to place top 25 at state. That's awesome. Um, and I think there's a few other goals in there, but those are the main ones. So, um, Yeah, those are like the big ones. The, the individual ones. And then what's your, what's your team goal? To win state. <laughs> Twin State. So I want to talk about something that came up on social media the other day is uh, you told me, hey, dad, can we do something if we win state? So you said mm-hmm. it and it was it was actually a, it was an honest it was an honest comment. It doesn't it, it, you don't believe you may or may not win state. But you right. said if we, if we win state and I kind of called you out on social media. So let's talk you about let's, let's, <laughs> let's talk about when you use the word if what does that mean to you? Like if I said, hey, if I come home tonight or if we feed you dinner tonight or if you win state, do you, what do you think if means in those situations? When I say if, I'm thinking of like, I don't know the outcome yet. So like win or lose, if we do this or if we do this, like it's unknown. But you're saying I shouldn't say that and that I should like speak speak championships into existence. Well, we speak championship language, right? Like we don't want to talk bad right. about our siblings. We don't, want to, we don't want to gossip. We don't want to talk bad about other people behind their back. If we're going to talk about somebody, we want to say behind their back, whatever we would say to their face. Matter of fact, we want to talk better about people behind their back. So when you make the comment, you right. say, if if we win state or if you know this this or that happens, that's not championship language. We have to believe what mm-hmm. we're saying. You know, if you're a small business owner right now, I know I've done this. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because I've done it and you've probably done it as well. If I make this sale, if I, you know, lose this weight, if I have this income, you know, if, 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 you know, yeah. stop giving yourself the if. If leaves things up to chance. You know, you are in control of your life for the most part. You're not in control mm-hmm. of the outcomes, right? You're, but, you're, right. You're, but you're in control of the decisions. You can control yourself. You can't control your surroundings and the people around you, but you can control your own actions and your own decisions. Well, let's talk about your mindset as we head into the postseason. But before we do that, let's let's highlight let's highlight where you were this year. So, one of your goals was to do something you've never done before. Right. right. You've never you've never broken the 80 mark. And one and of I your goals to average 79. Come on. Come on. I I hope somebody just stops playing this podcast right now and writes down a goal 
And it's something you have no idea how to accomplish because you've never done it before. I hope yeah. you have, I hope you have a friend or somebody that you could go to and say, Hey, I've got this big goal. And it sounds a little crazy, Brie. I'm not gonna lie. When you told me your goal of averaging 79 <laughs> and you've never broken 80 before, I thought that was a little crazy. I'm not gonna lie. I thought it was a little crazy, <laughs> you know, but, but let's talk about your season. So, um, have you broke 80 yet? Yes, I have multiple times and I'm now averaging a 78, I believe. Yeah. Is that right? You have the statistics yeah. in front of you. Yeah, I do. You're averaging 78.3. So this is this is somebody that set a goal to average something she's never even accomplished once. And after 13 matches, I, I'd like to record, you are averaging a 78.3. So congratulations. How do you feel knowing that you ended the season here before we go into postseason, but you ended the regular season yeah. beating beating your goal of averaging a 79 and you came in at a 78? How do you feel about that? I was really proud of myself because those were some hard rounds that were a lot, it was an uphill battle on some of those. Um, some were better than others. I had one round that I was one over par, which was a great round for me, even though I ended the last two holes three over. It was a learning experience and I had a PR, which was great. And having other rounds that are in the mid to high 70s were great because I had never done that before and I was very proud of myself. All right, Bree. So your your year started off with an eighty one at Chestnut and a home home match, your your homestead invitational. Then yes. you went and shot an eighty. So now we're getting closer, right? Mm -hmm. And then we go down to Indianapolis to the state preview and you shoot an eighty six. That was a but, tough day. But but you were I want to say you were seven over af after fourteen or fifteen holes. And then on the last three holes, you were another seven over. I, I, it was after 15 holes because my blow up hole was 18. So there's three, well, there's three holes in a row. You, so tell the listener. So early, early on, you had some really good rounds. Like you played really good golf for 13 holes, 14 holes, 15 holes. Yeah. And then it always seemed like the last three, four holes. That's how it felt like all summer, like all summer. I'd have a great start, a great 14 holes, a great 15 holes. And then the last couple holes I would get in my head, I'd be adding my score up and I would just kind of crumble under my thoughts. We don't crumble anymore under our thoughts, do we? Nope. 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 We have a mindset coach. Uh, we, yes. we, uh, we're working, we're working through how to stay in the moment. So for you, for you out there that, you know, you're setting goals, do you check your goals a lot? You know, when you have investments, do you check your bank account every single day? Like, no, sometimes you got to focus on the process. You got to focus on going out and saving money and, and depositing money into your savings account. You got to focus on making your calls every single day and showing up. You know, you, you mm -hmm. focus on, you know, one client at a time, one customer at a time, one goal at a time, but it's one foot in front of the other. And what you were doing is you were focusing on the big number of like, I want to break 80, right? Yes. So then, so then fast forward a little bit. Okay. Fast forward. Um, we had an invitational here in Fort Wayne at Foster Park. You shoot a 75. Yeah, I break 80 by five strokes. You didn't even go to 79 or 78. You just skipped right down. It's like, you just skipped right to 75. And the funny story is on the last hole of the day, I thought my putt for par was for a 79. So I had just completely like disassociated myself with my score, which is honestly the best thing because I wasn't obsessing over it and thinking about it all the time. So I think if you're listening right now, what you're what you're learning from a 16 year old, right? You're 16, just got your driver's yes, license this year. So 
what you're learning from a 16-year-old is when you're focusing on the results, when you're focusing on the outcomes that you want, you're putting too much pressure on yourself, aren't you? You got to be in the moment and just thinking about one shot at a time and not like in chess, they always say think five steps ahead, but that you can't do that all the time. You got to stay in the moment and not worry about what the outcome could be and just focus on what you're doing in the moment. That's awesome. So then to the listeners, tell them, so you hit a 75 and then you thought that was pretty fun. So you just did it again. Right. I did. I did do 75 again. The the thing is, and where was Foster, that at? Foster Park is par 71. So I was four over, but the next course was Roselle Ford, which is par 72. Meaning I was only three over that time. So it was another personal best, even though it was the same score. And I ended up winning that tournament. So for people that play other sports that don't play golf, like the football field is always a hundred yards. The basketball court's always 94 feet, you know, as far depending on what, what level you're playing in the baseball diamond, it's the same, but in golf, every single time you play golf, the course changes, doesn't it? The holes are yes. further, further, they're shorter, they're harder, the they're longer, the tees, you know, they, they can the change weather. Up the, course, the weather. So there's different environments you're playing in every single day. Mm-hmm. And so, and so you are learning right now to valuable, a very valuable lesson at your age of, I got to stay in the moment. I got to stay present. How do you, okay. So you went 75, 75, you won. Tell me, tell me how did that feel? So you went to Rosella Ford, the Warsaw Invitational, and you were the medalist. Like you won first place out of yes. all the girls and all the teams. How'd you feel? That felt great. I technically did tie for first, but I won in the scorecard playoff. So they go back and like go through holes. But it felt great because I've never won a tournament before, and it was a very positive thing for me. That's awesome. Well, I'm I was proud of you. You know, whether you're first place or tenth place, it doesn't matter. What matters is you stayed in the moment. You you stayed true to your game. You know, Um, there was Mm -hmm. a there was a stretch there where you made a couple bogeys, right? There was. That was difficult. But I think you had this eagle. You had a few other a few other holes mm-hmm. that you know made made four birdies or something like that. So let's go over your stats real quick. Um, so you won the Warsaw Invitational, like as the medalist, like the first mm-hmm. place girl in the whole tournament. So congratulations on that. Thank you. And then before we get to your stats, then you shot a seventy three, one I over. I did. Tell me about after, your personal best after yeah, my seventy eight. If we need to talk about the Hall of Fame Classic because that's like tell, the biggest tournament of the year. Tell, okay, let's let's talk about the Hall of Fame Classic. That's where all the all you all you people in the state of Indiana, what happened when when Homestead Lady Spartans went down to the Hall of Fame Classic? That tournament is like the second biggest tournament of the year. There's the state preview, state, and there's that one. That one falls in between state preview and state. But that tournament is basically all the teams that are projected to be at state the next year or. It's either that or I think it was the ones that went to state the year before and they're all competing against each other. And it's pretty much a preview of what state is going to look like because it's the same teams that will be there and we won it. And that was a great, that was great for us because we all put up great scores. I shot 78 that day. So not, not my best, but better than my average was before season started. And it was a great tournament for our team. You, uh, my, my favorite memory of that, by the way, is you started off, I think you were five over. I was, no, six I was, over. you were six over on the first five holes. I was six over on the first five holes. And then I went 13 pars in a row, which was 13 stinking pars in a row. Like I, <laughs> 
I feel like I'm a pretty good golfer. If I make three or four pars in a row, I'm having a good day. Like I'm calling the pro shop and ordering a polo or something with my store credit <laughs> with a couple pars in a row. That's so funny. you went 13 pars in a row and you you were, I think you tied or you're number one or number two in the entire field with consecutive par streaks. It was unbelievable. I think I got second. Yeah. To the winner, who, who, the, the gal who won the yeah. tournament. Yeah, she was like under par. Anyway, I, this is what I hope you hear. If you're listening right now, it's me and my daughter talking about golf, okay? Th that's cool. You can listen to that. But here's what I want you to hear. This girl started playing golf competitively three years ago, all right? We never, mm -hmm. together, I mean, maybe you did, but we never thought you would be playing this well on this stage three years ago. If you have a goal yeah. that's three years away, just know it, you can do it. You can accomplish anything you want. You can accomplish things that you, you're not even thinking of right now. We weren't even yeah. thinking of playing in the state tournament three years ago, were we? No. We're like, what color clubs do you want? The U.S. kids have the orange, <laughs> the blue, the green, whatever. What, what color, what head cover do you want? You want a turtle? That's what we were thinking about. And yeah. then fast forward to this year, now you're setting goals of things that you've never even accomplished before. Averaging, mm -hmm. averaging scores you've never even accomplished. If you're listening to this right now and you feel like you've got some untapped potential, if, you're, if you feel like you've got a little more fuel in the tank, if you feel like you're not using or utilizing your best right now, Bree, tell them they can do it. You can do it. Of course you can. This is a 16-year-old girl that didn't even know how to set a goal a couple years ago, didn't even know how to break 100 a couple years ago. Now you're averaging 78. You go and you, your team wins the preview, 13 pars in a row. I'm not bragging on you. I'm just letting <laughs> other people know that this life is possible for you. Yes. If you focus, if, if you're present, if you're in the moment, if you focus, this life is for you too. I want you to have everything that you're destined to have. Okay. And I don't yeah. want to get foo-foo here, but Brie, <laughs> tell these people again, they can have it, can't they? They can have it. It's like Ted Lasso says, you got to believe. All right, so so you win so you win the uh, Hall of Fame and you come back, you go to the Carol Invitational, and now you have a PR. Yes, another one. What? And another stop, one. Stop! Stop showing off, DJ Khaled. Stop showing <laughs> off. <laughs> and another one. You hear that? You shoot one over par. Your team shoots an even par yes, for the whole that tournament. Was, that's a personal best for the team we have right now. It's not a school record, but with the girls we have on our varsity right now, it's a record for like our score overall. Yeah. Well, great job. So let, let's go over some stats Thank real quick uh, because we're getting ready to head into the postseason, and I just want to let the listeners know kind of where you're at. So one eagle this year, uh, 14 birdies. Yep. 83 pars, 13 of them in one round, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> 83 pars. Now, here's here's where we're going to clean it up a little bit, right? Yeah, 44 bogeys, 44 bogeys and 13 double bogeys. And then there was there was some triples and some quads in there, but we're not going to bring those up because we only talk about oh, only, like, only like one or We're two. not doing that anymore. <laughs> On the par threes, you're 16 over par in all of your rounds. In the mm -hmm. par fours, which there's just more of those, you're mm -hmm. plus 59. So we're going to work on the par fours. There's some gaps right par there. Par fours. Tell me about that a approach shots. Yeah. A lot of the problem is like par fives, I can get there in two. And if I don't, then I can get up and down for birdie or get on and then two putt for par. But with par fours, you have to get on the green or get up and down for par. And it's harder for me to do. Okay. Yeah. In, in, on the par fives, you're plus two. So you're crushing the par yeah. five. So for the guys listening that golf on this on this podcast here, Bree, how far how far do you hit your drive, or how far did you hit one here recently? 
like my furthest drive recently yeah. or my average, my furthest drive recently was 260 yards. All right, fellas. Don't add, don't don't tell me you're hitting it 300 yards. Like you can't even hit a 250. Bree's hitting a 260. Way to go, Bree. I hit a 260 um, one time downwind. <laughs> nah, it wasn't that downwind. I was there. It wasn't downwind. Okay. It's actually up. It was actually uphill a little bit too. Uh, 56% of greens in regulation. That means you hit the green when you're supposed to. That could be a little higher. Here's here's a great stat. Average putts per hole. 1.7. It's under two. Right. It's it's close to 1.7, but it's under two. It's 1.9. And wow. and at 1.9, the goal on every single hole is to two putt or better. Great job. Your putting has gotten a lot Thank better you. this year. It's gotten a lot better. I know you changed your putting stroke here towards the end. We won't, we won't go into detail, yeah. but I want to bring something up. So we're talking about all this good stuff. Here's, here's, the, here's where the meat is, okay? The meat is you had your worst round of the year this year, the worst round of your career almost this year. You shot a, a what on, on nine holes? What did you shoot 50, on nine holes? 51. Tears or no tears? There, there were some tears. Immediately, I'm ashamed of. <laughs> immediately or a, a day later? Um, both. <laughs> <laughs> so you shot your worst round ever at 51. Mm-hmm. Tears are flowing. First week of school. A little embarrassed. Hour, hour a little away, exhausted. A little embarrassed. A little, okay. What was the mindset like? I wasn't super confident in myself after that because I felt like I had let myself down because there was no reason for it to be like that. It was just... Mi- one mistake after another. And I know that I'm better than that. And it just was really disappointing for myself. And I had a hard time like staying confident after that, but we turned it around and had the best round of my life after that. Okay. You glossed over that a little bit for, for the listeners pay attention to what she said. Her worst day was followed by her best day. What was your mindset like going into that next tournament, Brie, after just shooting a 51? Going into the next tournament, I was not confident in myself, which was not a great thing. And I was just trying to shoot under 85 because I was like, you cannot shoot 90, do not shoot 90, do not shoot 90, which is not something that you should be have running through your head. I do not recommend that. It's not a positive thought, but that is what was going through my head. And it was not great, but then I gave my, during the round, I was more positive. I was like, you got this, just keep it going. Don't think about your score. And it worked out in the end and I shot 75. Okay. So ladies and gentlemen, Brie, you're a queen. Thanks so much for sharing. Thank you. It's, it's really hard sharing your faults. It's really hard for people to share their shortcomings. Yeah. You know, we call it their hurts, habits, and hangups. You know, it's, it's hard for people yeah. to share those things, but, but there's real power in that. Like if you're, if you struggle with something, share it with somebody. There's power in sharing your shortcomings. There's power in, in sharing your Definitely. struggle. Bree, so you struggled. And then the very next, very next round, you shot your personal best. And then you haven't looked back. You've been in the seventies yep. ever since. So congratulations. You Thank girlfriend you. are crushing it. You're crushing it. A couple questions for you. As we head into the postseason. we're going to document this. We're going to keep your stats still, but um, this is a new game, isn't it? You yes, lose and a lot the different. Over. The course, right? The courses are different. The courses are harder. We have better competition in some of the later tournaments, and it'll be a challenge. Based on heading into the postseason, the coaches' poll has Homestead High School Lady Spartans golf team ranked what in the state of Indiana? Number one. Number what? Number one. Say it louder for the people in the back. Number one. You're number one and you deserve it. Your team has been playing amazing. You. you deserve it. But now guess what? 
there's a target on your back in the postseason, isn't it? Right. How are there you going? Definitely- how are you going to handle this going into the postseason? How are you? How are you personally and as a team? How are your girls going to handle being number one going into the sectional regionals and state? It's definitely you're def- you're definitely feeling the pressure, but you just got to stay confident and trust that your skill and ability will sh- show through and that we will perform well. Mm-hmm. Our main focus right now is just like staying calm, like having making it fun. Because when as soon as it's not fun anymore then it gets stressful and then you're anxious and then nothing goes well. So you just got to keep a positive mindset and stay, stay hopeful for a good outcome. So hopeful for a good outcome, positive mindset, confidence. Where, where does confidence fall into this? Confidence is key because without confidence in your game, without confidence in yourself, without confidence in your team, you're not setting yourself up for success because you're not preparing yourself mentally to do well, but having confidence in yourself allows those around you to feed off your confidence and perform well in the end. That's awesome. Well, I like that you're number one. I like that you're number one. I like that you're going to go down to Indy and have a little swagger, but you got to back it up, don't you? And the best way you can back it up is the, the best way you can back it up. The best way we can back it up as business owners is it's, it's okay to have the pride and pride is not in your outcomes. Pride is in the work that you've done. You know, we've been doing yeah. this real estate business for 20 years. I'm proud of that. I'm proud of my team. I'm proud mm-hmm. that I get along and I'm friends with my team members. I'm proud that we we really do feel like we have a work family. And you know what? I'm going to tell people that we're the best option. When it comes to real estate, when it comes to people buying and selling homes, we are the best option. And it's yeah. because of the work that we've been putting in. And it's the confidence that I have knowing that, one, we're just built different. We are. Right. And your team's built different. You have, you have five golfers that all can shoot 80 or below. You guys are going into the state tournament number one and you've got one goal. What is it? To come out number one. To come out number one. Not just getting on the podium, not just placing. To get number one. To get number one. I'm proud of you. Uh, I can't wait. Thank you. I can't wait to see what the the last uh, part of this podcast is going to be once the state finals are over. And win, lose, or draw, we're going to come on here and we're going to talk about the lessons. But I have, I have a couple more questions for you before we get going. What have you learned this season so far? This season, I've learned a lot about overcoming like difficulties and persevering because having the worst round of my life really made me lose the confidence in myself. And gaining that back was a challenge and took time. But it definitely it pays off in the end. Absolutely. Um this, you didn't know I was going to ask you this, but um, without sounding like we're trying to promote you, you you said you would like to play golf in college, wouldn't you? I would. That's the ultimate goal. Why should a college coach want you on their team? I think a college coach should want me on their team because I'm a great teammate, not just on the golf course, but off it. I feel like in order to have a good team on the golf course, you need to have a strong like connection as a team off and have positive role models on the team and like leaders and people that can encourage their teammates and not like it, it most importantly is skill and having a good golfer. But I feel like equally as important is a player's leadership skills uh, on a team. That's a great answer. Uh, coaches don't want girls to shoot high scores, but if there's two girls that both shoot 78 or both shoot 76, whatever you're going to shoot next year, cause you still got another year in high school. Um, yeah. they're going to go with the girl that helps them win games, win, win matches. And the one that brings people together, you're a team builder. You yeah. know what that means? You bring people together. 
you have different mm-hmm. friend groups. You know, it's crazy. You have different friend groups and it's like you're, you're BFFs with, with all of them. You know, all, <laughs> all, all the girls, you know, you could all go to a Taylor Swift concert and have a great time. Couldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you're a team builder, you're a leader, great student in the classroom and, uh, you're awesome. So I want you to know you. how awesome you are. We'll wait to the last, last show to send some flowers here, but I just want you to know you're awesome. Your team's awesome. And I know you're going to go down to state. You're going to represent and you're going to have a great postseason because you're going to stay in the moment, right? Yes. You're going to, you're going to stay in flow. Like flow means you don't think mm-hmm. about it. You know, you, you don't, you don't bring your thoughts into it. It's, it's really muscle memory. Mm-hmm. And when you get, when you get to muscle memory, all the repetitions you've done up to this point so far is going to lead to a great yeah. outcome. Whether you win or lose, it's going to be a great mm-hmm. outcome because you're going to play your best. All right? Yep. Okay. Uh, we're excited. Home says number one in the state. Doesn't mean anything, although right. it, means, it means a ton of confidence. So mm-hmm. uh, if, you're, if you're a business owner listening to this, if, uh, if, if you enjoy these podcasts, we, we want to highlight the work that other people are doing so that you can learn from them. You can learn what the fundamentals are. You can master your own fundamentals. You actually can fall in love with practice. You know, all of the, all of the necessary things that you can tinker with that make you better, that, make your, that sharpen your skills, and then winning at the game of life. Winning at the game of life has a lot less to do with the outcomes, but it has more to do with growth. So I hope you're Definitely. growing. We're going to grow, Bree. Yep. You ready? You ready? Very ready. Okay. Like we say at home, if you're ready, say I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. See you after the postseason. See you after the postseason. Time out. Student of the Game is brought to you by Knoll Team Real Estate. Our mission is to eradicate mediocre real estate transactions. On your largest financial purchase, you shouldn't have to deal with average. We do this by helping you save time, reduce your stress, and helping you keep as much money in your pocket as we can. You can help us out by introducing us to your friends or family who want to make confident real estate decisions, whether buying, selling, building, or investing. At Knoll Team Real Estate, we are connected to a group of realtors who sell one in every eight homes in North America. If you know someone moving out of your area, there's a great chance we can connect them to somebody we know, like, and trust. Remember, relationships win. Now back to the show. All right, we're back for the third session here. The first session, we talked to you about preseason and Bree's goals as a golfer at Homestead High School. Then we came back to you and talked about how we finish up the regular season and what we are looking for in the postseason. And now the season's over, Bree. Let's give the listeners a little bit about uh, how the season finished. So tell us, you know, when we recorded, we were just getting ready to go to sectionals. So you had sectionals, then you had regionals, and then you had the state finals. Um, What happened? We won regionals and sectionals as a team, and we placed third at state. Okay. So for those listeners, that was one of our goals. Here's what we want you to do. We, We don't want you to hear that... Bree is a robot and her dad uh, owns a real estate company and we set goals as a family and Bree listens to everything and everything works out for Bree, right? That's not, that's not how normally, that's not how life works, is it? No, not at all. Okay. So if life was perfect, you would go to sectionals and then you would have had your lowest round yet. Did that happen? No, not at all. No. no. And tell us, tell us what happened at sectionals. Sectionals, uh, there was just a couple of holes that struggled with, had a lot of three putts that could have been prevented and ended up shooting an 81 or 82, 82, sorry. And wasn't my best round of the year. Wasn't my worst. It was just mediocre. 
and your team, I think people can relate to this, right? So like our podcast is about how to relate to other people so that they can see themselves in a lot of these interviews. It wasn't your best round. It wasn't your worst round, but it wasn't your best round. But the competition, uh, no offense to competition, but the competition just wasn't as good as what it would be in other tournaments. So um, you Correct. shot an 82 we, and your team won by, by how many strokes? I believe it was 106 strokes. A hundred and so, so they, there's five golfers. They take the top four scores. And if they would have taken all five scores, you still would have won by 20 something. Yeah. So like if so, all the other teams took their top four scores and we took all five of ours, we still would have beat them by like 20. All right. Back when I played basketball, one of the coaches uh, would always get on us for playing to the level of our competition. So Bree and I talked through what is playing to the level of your competition mean. What that means is a lot of times when the competition isn't as great, sometimes we take our eye off the prize or, or our focus lacks. So think about, think about your day, right? So maybe it's not the end of the year. Maybe it's not the fourth quarter. Maybe it's kind of midway through the year. You have family vacations. You have you know things that are happening at work um, that there's just not a lot lot of high pressure moments are you can you ask yourself are you performing your best and i think what brie learned brie right you learned mm -hmm. that you knew you were going to win sectional right right knowing what you know now about how you played to the level of your competition what would you have done different to maybe play a little better or what could you do what are some what are some things you're thinking about now that you could have played better that day i feel like just being more mentally strong in that situation and not or not focusing on the girls I was playing with game, but focus on my own game. And cause I know I can play better than that on that course. Cause I have, and it was just an off day. Yeah. It was an off day and everybody has off days. So there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with an off day. What's important is that you recognize it and you recognize why. So we don't have as many off days. I don't want to have many off days. And I know mm -hmm. you, the listener, don't want to have many off days. So if we can do something about it, let's do something. So now we're getting ready for, for regionals. Regionals were played up at uh, Noble Hawk and Kendallville. So the top three teams of each sectional advance to the regional. And in order to get to the regional, you got to be one of the top three teams. And in order to get to the state, the top three teams in regionals advance. So the goal of regionals is to not just win the regionals, but to really be in the top three so you can advance the state. Tell us uh, what happened I remember I got a phone call at the office and you're at the driving range like the night before, like, dad, come help me with my swing. And uh, tell, tell us what happened in preparation for regionals and, and what happened. Well, the night before regionals, I realized that my driver head was broken. It had popped off the shaft a little bit, but it hadn't come off completely. It was going to fall off eventually though. And I still hit with it. And then in the morning, a girl on my team's dad was looking at it and was like, this is going to fall off at any moment. And so we were just trying to create a game plan for if it did fall or when it did fall off, what we would do. And one thing I struggled with for that round was just staying mentally strong because I only hit driver on three holes and two out of the three were good, but one was really bad. And I was hitting my five with the rest of the time and I wasn't hitting that super great on all the holes. And so it was just a uphill battle for me that day. Do you remember what you shot? 81. Yeah. So you shot at 81. So those of, those of you, whether you golf or not, like 72 is usually par on most courses, maybe 71 or 70, but somewhere between 70 and 72 is what par is. And an 81 is a great score. 
and you shot an 81 with pretty much no driver. Um, one of the things I'm most proud of for you, and I think this is, again, the listeners can, can really uh, internalize and figure out how this relates to their life, but you were cleaning your clubs at 9.30 at night is before you're getting ready to go to bed. The last thing you're going to do, you clean all your clubs, you get the Windex out, the paper towel, like, like all good golfers, you clean the grooves of your clubs. The very last club, you take your driver head cover off, and you notice that there's this gap in your shaft is coming out of your driver head remember what we did? We did some, some mind games, right? We did some, some, uh, we call it the mind gym. You know, you work out Mm -hmm. your bodies, but, but how often do we work out our minds? We went to the mind gym immediately and we said, okay, do you remember how we, we did this, Brie? Like, uh, remember some of the scenarios we were playing back and forth? Like, okay. We were like, what if it flies off? uh, What are you going to do then? What if it flies off on the practice range? What are you going to do then? What if it flies off on the first tee? What are you going to do then? All the people are watching and it flies off on the first tee. You're going to be embarrassed. What are you going to do? Right? Remember the other scenarios? Like what happens if you're having a great round and it flies off with three holes to go? Mm-hmm. You put a lot of mental work in. Tell me a little bit about, you know, your mental preparation and, you know, did that help or, or you know, what was that like knowing that your driver head may fly off the club? Going into it, I don't think I was that worried because I had practiced with it like that that day and it didn't fly off and it was fine. But then what made me more nervous was like my coach and the dad on our team telling me like, oh, it could fly off at any moment. I was like, oh, okay. And for those that uh, visually can't see us, but what happens is the driver ends up like twisting off the shaft. So if you're gripping the club, pretty soon what's going to happen is if you grip it in the same spot, the driver is just going to shoot way right or way left. And so this is definitely problematic, especially if you want to make it to state, right? Right. So you've done a lot of mindset work right now. Like we went through and we drill practice. Like what if it comes off here? What if it comes off here? And you end up shooting a great score in 81. a really good score. You end up shooting an 81 pretty much with no driver. So um, tell, us, tell us about the results uh, from your team from regionals. Remember that? Yeah, we won, which is pretty great. Win- winning is pretty great, right? Yeah. So <clears throat> your, expecta- your expectation is we need to be in the top three in order to go to state. Mm-hmm. And you won the whole regional, which gave you some confidence going into the state tournament. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so now's the time I'm going to remind you of Bree's goals. So Bree has really three goals, three main goals this year. Her first goal was to average 79 or less on an 18-hole round. Her second goal was what? Top what? Top 25 at state to be a top 25 individual in the state tournament. There's over a, there's over 100 golfers, uh, about 110 roughly, and you want to be in the top 25 girls in the state finals. And then the last one was what? What was the big goal? To win the state as a team. To win the state finals, to be the number one team in the state of Indiana. So uh, we go into the postseason ranked number two in the state. We just won sectionals. We just won regionals. We got a lot of momentum. And uh, Bree, let's talk about state. The state finals is held uh, at Prairie View down in Indianapolis and uh, 18 teams uh, that get out of the six regions all come. So there's three teams in each region that come. And then there's also individuals who, uh, who qualify, whose teams didn't qualify. So you can qualify two different ways. So 18 yeah. teams, a bunch of girls, over hundred, hundred girls, 110 girls. And um, walk us through what happened at the state finals. Day one was the weather was great. Both days. Day one was a little overcast and it was like the, the, perfect the people, the, the people are dying. Do you want to tell them how, wait, how you finished first? Or do you want to tell them about the rounds? That's up to you. Oh, I was just, well, it was really fun both okay. days. Uh, I played better on day two. I shot 80 and 87, or 80, 80 and 77, and I ended up finishing tied for 22nd. 
And what'd your team do? And we placed third overall. Okay. How do you feel about that? I felt like the competition was really good this year and everyone just had great days of golf and it was really hard to compete with, but we all did our best and we ended up doing well as a team. We still got on the podium and we all had a great time and tried our best and that's where it got us. What do you have to do to get on the podium? Most people who don't play golf don't understand what that means. So there's 18 teams. What do you have to do to get on the podium? You have to be in the top four to get on the podium and get like a medal and recognized by the state. Did you hit your goal? Of winning state? No, we did not. How did your team respond to that? How do you how do you feel? How does your team feel? I think we were all very proud of ourselves just because of how hard the competition was this year and how we all tried our best, but we were definitely all a little disappointed that it wasn't quite enough. I think we were 14 strokes off the lead. We gave it our all and got third. All right, listeners, follow follow this 16-year-old girl's lead. She just said they didn't get the results they wanted, but they were still proud. They were proud of the work that they put in. They were confident that they practiced enough, and it just wasn't their day. And how many times do we have a goal, whether it's losing weight, saving money, you know, getting out of debt, uh, working out, doing a mini marathon, uh, anything, right? Like how many times can we sit down and say we're proud of ourselves for our effort. I know for me, I struggle celebrating success. I, I, I struggle celebrating wins because I just want to go to the next goal and the next goal and the next goal. If you don't stop right now and celebrate the success you've had, you're going to create this failure loop that the success needs to be celebrated. Great job, Bree. Way to, way to be proud. Let's, um, Thank you. Let's talk about your round here a little bit. So the team did a fantastic job. So proud of all the girls. I loved watching them play. But let's talk about your round for a second. So two-day tournament, you shot an 80 on the first day. You were pretty pleased with that. Honestly, honestly, I thought you were going to shoot probably an 82, 83. That's, that's what I thought based on, based on your year. And I, I thought you mm -hmm. did a great job. So you shot an 80. Then you come back on the second day. You're playing amazing. The first seven holes, you're two over. The eighth hole, what happens? The eighth hole, <laughs> I had a good tee shot. And then I lifted my head up for my approach shot and shanked it into the woods. <laughs> we and don't say the S word. <laughs> no. And then there was a couple mistakes I made after that with my club and shot decisions that ended up leading to a triple bogey. So then I was then five over after eight. Going into the ninth hole, I was like trying to bring myself back and like stay strong mentally so that I could finish the round strong because I still had a lot of golf to play and ended up bogeying nine. And walking you, to, let, let's 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 go to nine for a second. Were you timid or aggressive on nine? I was aggressive with my tee shot and then timid on my approach shot, and I ended up chunking it. But heading into ten, I was just trying to calm myself down and get back in the right mindset. And I was ended up finishing one over or one over one under on the back. So I've never seen a more resilient golfer to make a big mistake, right? I mean, this is the second day. You're down by eight strokes to start the day. If, if, you, if you get four strokes better and the winning team gets four strokes worse, like you're in a tie. Like a lot of things can happen. Eight strokes is really, really small margin. And you made a triple and then a bogey and you went four over on two holes. To see what you did on the next nine holes was so impressive. So if, if you're Thank somebody you. that you, you feel like, you know, you, you just messed up, you haven't hit your goals, you're in a slump, Sometimes that slump is there to refocus you. 
Bree, I don't, I, I've told you this. I don't think you would have had it. I think you would have had a good back nine because you're really good under pressure. I want to talk about that. But mm-hmm. I don't think you would have had as good a back nine if you wouldn't have struggled. On hole eight yeah. and nine, if you wouldn't have struggled, I don't think that that focus would have come. So if you're somebody right now, if you're in a slump, sometimes that slump is there to refocus you. What do you need refocused on right now? Don't lose this opportunity of a slump. Maybe it's a bad relationship. Maybe it's a bad boss. Maybe it's somebody that uh, is in your way. Maybe it's you know a bunch of no's you've gotten in sales. It's there for a reason. Don't waste like uh, I remember my mentor always told me a recession is a terrible thing to waste. Back when we had the recession, our real estate business struggled and he said, don't waste it. Like there are growth opportunities. And what you did was unbelievable. You went eight Thank straight you. pars, eight straight pars, and then walk them through hole 18. There's a hundred people on the green watching. 18 is a dog leg, right? It's a par five. There's trees. It's a very, very difficult finishing hole. A very, walk very us, difficult walk us through eight. Walk us through 18. You come up to the tee box. You're even par. You know this. You're playing great. And what happens? A very difficult hole that I made more difficult for myself by chunking my tee shot 70 yards into the fairway. And my coach, coach told me after the round when he was walking up to me, he was going to ask me if I decided to hit a wedge off the tee because <sighs> of how bad it was. And then I played my five iron. It was supposed to go straight, but it cut a little bit and it ended up perfectly fine. It was in the fairway and I had a seven iron into the green, which usually on that hole, I would have like a longer wedge or maybe like a short iron in after my layup shot because you can't get over the creek in two unless you're really accurate with the wood. And I had a seven iron into the green and I hit my seven iron so pure and so straight. It landed like 12 feet from the hole. And then I made my birdie putt in front of everyone. It was unbelievable. I mean, my eyeballs got a little sweaty, so don't judge me for that. It got a little emotional watching little Bree walk up and uh, hitting that almost 160-yard shot that close to the pin. Were you nervous hitting that shot? I mean, a little bit, but I just felt like I I was ready. That round was a very long round. It was very physically draining as well as emotionally draining. So I wasn't really thinking about all the people watching. I was just thinking to myself, like, you're almost there. Just finish strong. Where, where does your confidence come from? My confidence comes from one, Jesus, and then two, all the repetition and practice that I've put in to help me be confident in where my swing is at. And then it seems like you're somebody, and not everybody's like this, so give the listeners, you're somebody that I feel like you perform better under pressure. When the stakes are high, you perform your best. How do you do that? I agree. I just feel like when there's more pressure on me, I feel like I try harder, which is not, there's something I need to work on. Cause like in less important competitions, I need to like be able to put more pressure on myself to do well. But I would say that in high pressure situations, I tend to do better. Wow. So birdie to finish the very last hole, the second nine on the last day of state, you get a birdie in front of everybody. You shoot a 77, one of your absolute, it is your best score at a state tournament. Mm-hmm. And the crowd goes wild and the rest is history. Bree, great job. You had a fantastic season. I'm so glad we documented Thank this you. season. Let's go back to a couple of your goals. So your first goal was you want to average 79 or less. Listeners, hear me out. This is not my daughter. We committed to doing this no matter what, didn't we? Yes. Okay, we committed to doing this no matter what. I didn't think she was serious. This girl, Bree, 
has never broken the score of 80 in a tournament before. And we started the year and her goal was 79. To average 79. Average something she's never done before. If you're li- listeners, go go set a goal to average something you've never even done before. Right? Great job, Bree. What did you end up averaging this season? 78.9. I can't make this stuff up. <laughs> You cannot make this stuff up. Great job. Okay, your second goal was to finish in the top 25 in state. Mm-hmm. Where'd, you finish, where'd you finish last year? Like 80, 50, 60, 70, something like that? I think it was the 50s. Okay. So your goal is top 25. Where'd you finish this year? Tied for 22nd. Tied for 22nd. And you know when you started the round, I mean, I, there's live scoring, so I was following this. When we started the round you were at 30 and then you got that four over on those two holes and then you went to 32 or 33. And I just Mm -hmm. knew like we're towards the end of the day. Not many more people are playing. So it's going to be very difficult. I literally had this thought probably on the 11th hole that we're just not going to get there today. And I'm going to have to tell you, you finished like 29th or 30th and you did a great job, but you just going your, your mental game, your mindset was so good, so good that you cracked all the way down to tie for 22nd. Great job. And your last goal was first place in the state tournament with the Homestead Spartans. And what'd you finish? Third. And you're proud of how your team did and your team did great. And golf is really hard, isn't it? Very. Bree, congratulations. Thanks to the listeners for going on this little journey. Um, you know, my goal of this podcast is to help introduce my, my kids to greatness, to help introduce them to people that have been there and done that. And sometimes they have to turn the, turn the mic on and, and talk about themselves right now. And, and that's what Bree did. So thank you for growing. Thank you for listening to, to our conversation. Bree, we're heading into the off season. What's your plans this off season? What are you going to do? Uh, we're going to do a lot this off season. I'm going to try and play in some tournaments down South so that I can keep that flow going um, we're going to do some different testing to see what part of my games can use the most work and what's really good. And we're also going to work on my swing and help me be able to learn more about the courses that I play and course management so that I can be better. You still want to go to college and play golf? I do. You think we're going to spend a little time going to colleges and uh, try to figure this thing out? Lots and lots of time. So... Your dad's a realtor. We we help people buy and sell homes all day long. Uh, what we're good at is helping lis- helping listening to people's criteria and what's important to them. Do I want three beds, four beds? Do I want a two bath? Do I want in this school district or this side of town? Bree, do you have some criteria for some colleges? Um, a little bit. Okay. Well, I think what we're going to do is we're going to work on your criteria, figure out where you want to go and uh, figure out how, how good you are. See what your potential is and where the gaps are and, and grow. So you're going to yeah. keep getting better. What is winning? Let's let's end it. Let's end it right here. What does winning look like for you when it comes to you being a student athlete? What does winning look like? For me, it's trying my best and putting all my effort into everything I do and hoping for the best outcomes. That's awesome. Well, on this show, you and your friends and, and all the kids out there say, send them their flowers or give them their flowers. So this is your turn. Okay. You've heard a lot of people on the podcast giving flowers to people. Who are somebody, who's somebody that you want to send some virtual flowers to? Who do you want to send some accolades to? Who's somebody you want to thank for where you are today? There's a lot of people that have helped me get to where I'm at today, including you and mom who have financially helped me with lessons and golf clubs and equipment and all that. And I'd also like to thank my swing coach, Albert, and my whole team for just always helping me. That's awesome. 
Well, uh, this has been an honor and it's been a joy and a privilege to, to follow you this season. Um, here's what you need to hear. Go set a big goal. You know, listeners, go set a big goal, something you've never done before, and then you'll figure out how to do it. Bree, a lot of the lessons that you talked about, a lot of the work that went into this year that's, that's unseen, the hours you spent at the range, changing your putting grip before the season started, hundreds of putts, hundreds of chips, hundreds of up and downs, putting yourself in game scenarios. I hope the listeners are putting themselves in some game scenarios. If you have to have a tough conversation with somebody, I hope you practice it. You know, I hope you practice that sales pitch. I hope you practice the interview. I hope you practice the things that are important to you. That's what you've been doing, Bree, and you're having success because of it. Yeah. Bree, you are a student of the game. You're literally a student, but you're also a student of the game. I appreciate you being on here. Um, if you like this podcast, go follow us at underscore Brad Knoll, underscore on Instagram. Uh, we keep putting out content that is all about mastering the fundamentals, falling in love with practice, and winning at the game of life. Bree, you are winning at the game of life. You keep it up, kid, all right? Thank you. All right, proud of you. Thanks for listening. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to Student of the Game podcast. Whatever game you are playing, I'm cheering for you. See you in the next class.